0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Behind the Research, a segment of PT Meal podcast in partnership with the Philippine Journal of Physical Therapy, the official journal of the Philippine Physical Therapy Association. In this segment, we will take a deep dive into the research and talk, out, talk to authors of select articles published in the PHJPT. So in this episode, we will discuss the research entitled Occupational Safety and Health Practices Among Physical Therapists in Metro Manila During the COVID-19 Pandemic, a Qualitative Study Protocol. So I'm pleased to have in the show, uh, its principal author, Assistant Professor Zaira May Sikat, a uh, faculty member in the College of Rehabilitation Sciences in the University of Santa Tomas. Welcome back to the podcast, Zaira.
1: Hi, sir. It's nice to be back.
0: All right. Nice to have you again here. And joining her, Richard Lemuel Budomo. Welcome to the podcast. Lem- Thank
2: you, sir. It's nice to be here. All
0: right. I really appreciate you all being here uh, at last. And uh, we're going to talk about your research on occupational safety and uh, and health Uh, so to give our audience the viewers and our listeners an idea of what we're going to talk about uh, could you give us a brief background on what your research is and what it's all about
2: so the title of our study is occupational safety and health practices among physical therapists in metro manila during the COVID 19 pandemic a qualitative descriptive study so this research is a you know, as the title says, it's a qualitative descriptive study, and with the study, we aim to understand the experiences of clinical physical therapists in Metro Manila during the COVID-19 pandemic and also explore their occupational safety and health practices and their responses to occupational hazards.
0: So um, I'll, could you give us an idea what occupational safety and health
1: is first? Sure, sir, sir Johan. Actually, um, occupational safety and health in general aims to promote the well-being of all workers, despite mm-hmm. of the setting. So, regardless if it's healthcare or company-based setting, um, the, the aim, the main aim, is to protect and promote the well-being of workers. Mm-hmm. So, occupational safety and health um deals with occupational hazards. These are things that can um affect the the health and uh, well-being of the worker so for example example of occupational hazards so going to the back to the previous study is COVID-19 very you know very recent COVID-19 or SARS-CoV-2 the causative agent is um, a biological hazard and we all know the potential effect so you can get infected you may not be infected dependent on the controls in place so yung controls in place na yun, that would be the um, role of occupational safety and health
0: hmm. So the experience of physical therapists in Manila during that time with regards to occupational safety and health, that's what you're uh, trying to find out uh, in your research, right? Uh, so give us a context. Why why did you pick this topic as, as a, a topic of interest for your research?
2: So we started drafting the idea for this research topic um, in the year 2021. So it was a little over a year after... The COVID-19 pandemic started. And in this case, um, you know, the healthcare facilities in the country started opening up again. We started running again. And in this case, we wanted to, um, you know, there are many policies, uh, occupational safety and health policies being implemented by the government and different healthcare facilities in order to, you know, handle and control the spread of the virus. And in this case, we wanted to see what the experiences of clinical PTs were in terms of You know, in terms of adjusting to these changes and to these policies, because, as we all know, the policies, the the OSH policies being implemented during that time was mainly focused on, you know, social distancing, wearing of PPEs and many other stuff that would, you know, practically get in the way of how physical therapy is conventionally delivered in a normal setting. Because mm-hmm. we all know that physical contacts and manual therapy is very important in the practice of PD. And in this case, we wanted to see you know their experiences with these changes.
0: Mm-hmm. I see I see these these policies was were 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 in, in the Philippine context were primarily coming from the Department of Health, right?
2: Yeah, uh, both yes. the Department of Health and also the Department of Labor and yeah.
0: huh. and and OSH is under the Department of Labor. Correct. And yeah. Employment.
1: Yes, sir. And employment. Okay, I see. So, in addition to Sir Johan, mm-hmm. um, I had a previous study. It was a cross-sectional unpublished study, and surprisingly, the majority of the rehabilitation centers are compliant with the OSH policy stated by Lemuel earlier. So that led me, that led us into thinking that, um, what else is in store for physical therapists if they are compliant with the OSH standards? So the experience of the pandemic actually um, challenge the OSH policies and OSH standards of the country. So what was the experience of our fellow physical therapists because of that?
0: Mm-hmm. So in that um, unpublished study that you were uh, referring to, physical therapists were compliant to the policies that, that, that OSH and, and Department of Health um, initiated. So what are the practices or experiences that you were looking for in this in, in your
1: research? Okay. So actually, the policies and the standards are basically a yes or no question. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you implement this or do you implement that? But the experience or maybe the um, how you implement mm-hmm. those policies and those um, those standards will be a completely different thing. So that's why we actually want to know more about it through the experiences of our physical therapist.
0: Mm-hmm. So how they, they related that to their practice, those things might yes. be unique. For each setting and uh, each specialty. So I've read in your um, protocol that you included variety of settings in 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 getting your um, participants. Uh, but you but you only included physical therapists that are working in institutions.
2: Yes. Uh, why is that again? So we wanted to focus more on. You know the clinical setting because there are many other settings in which pts can work in so this includes the academic, you know in research and many other things such as like uh, they could focus on um, community-based rehabilitation but in this case we wanted to focus more on their experiences within healthcare facilities so this could include both private and public healthcare facilities because we wanted to look at how they experience the OSH protocols being implemented by the government and also by these private institutions because you know the other professions outside of that would you know they're not really under the OSH protocols being implemented by as we said Dole and Hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: they might be doing something else in their practice. yeah yeah oh okay um talking about the you know this, uh, the physical therapy practice in general in the Philippine context what what Aspects of the practice is somewhat, you know, covered by OSH standards or policies.
1: Can you clarify on the question again,
0: too? I'm coming from my experience, wherein, um, in 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 the US, there are um, seminars that we attend or videos that we watch to comply with OSH requirements uh, in terms of um, chemical hazards. Um, injuries injury prevention and what else and stuff like that is it um basically the same as to what uh you know the the OSH requirements in the philippines in physical therapy uh practices as well
1: not just specific to physical therapy practice Mm -hmm. but here in the philippines all um all institutions, regardless if what area or what specialization, is, is it um, mining or whatever, they are under, of course, the occupational safety and health, and they have to follow it. Mm-hmm. So um, there are auditors, you know, external auditors coming from the Department of Labor and Employment who checks or who mm-hmm. inspects every institution um, specific to the healthcare setup. Each institution has their own. So, um, they all have, they have their infection control committees. Uh, there are there are other hospitals who has a specific department for occupational safety and health. But mm-hmm. um, we have policies. We have um, actually there's a law on occupational safety and health. But the main question is how is it being implemented in every institution? The Department of Labor and Employment helps institution to mm-hmm. actually implement us. They do not They do not reprimand or they do not um, they do not reprimand institutions who are not following but they inform you oh you lack this component of occupational mm-hmm. safety and health and in other um in other institutions all employees are required to are required to take a eight-hour training of occupational safety and health so I think um recent naman yun. that's very recent no? mm-hmm. but um, I think that's a good start especially here in the country
0: right uh, when I was working in the Philippines I it working there for worked there for seven years. I don't remember undergoing any uh, seminar or attend or, or watch a, a, a video on uh, chemical hazards, uh, infection control. Uh, I remember there was uh, we we had before um, a meeting regarding JCO accreditation and stuff like that, but it's mostly about um, hand washing, Um, infection control and and so like but not the other stuff like injury prevention and and other so it's interesting that we're starting to be more um aware and more um I don't know diligent in in the OSH component of physical therapy when we are as you mentioned in in your research that we're more vulnerable because we're you know in uh the vicinity of the patient physical contact and stuff um you've already gathered some data and could you describe to us g- in general uh not to go into specific um how was uh the practices of 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 physical therapists in in metro manila uh during the covid was there anything um anything that stood out Or was it as you've
2: expected it? Yeah, actually, there were very many similarities also among the healthcare facilities in terms of how they responded to the pandemic. But at the same time, there were also some differences in terms of how they implemented it and in terms of the fine details of their policies. But, you know, generally, many of the facilities included changes in terms of their work schedule, where they had to split their manpower, because they wanted to limit the number of, you know, PTs going into the clinic, and the number of people going into the clinic every day. So this also included, you know, the number of patients they would have each day. And in this case, uh, since, you know, just because there was a pandemic doesn't necessarily mean that the number, the number of patients who needed physical therapy, treatment decreased. So many clinics, their response to this was they started implementing tele rehabilitation? They started using technology more so that they could still continue their treatment, but at the same time they limited the number of people, you know, that are going to the clinics. They limit the possible spread of infections and many other stuff. And aside from that, there's also, well, as we all know, the wearing of you know PPEs or personal protective equipments. They started wearing the bunny suits, and they started being more strict with hand sanitization, um. And many other stuff, actually. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think those are all I can say off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But there are many other things that they started implementing and many other similarities mm-hmm. with and my, their OSH processes. Oh, yeah, sorry. And
1: my, uh, sorry. And my part, sir, um, one major thing that struck me the most about this study is that the exposure of physical therapies to us, A lot of physical therapists has been... Um, held, uh, was given a chance to go on, to undergo training and they are already certified safety officers of their respective divisions or wow. um, institutions. And that also led to them implementing and drafting their own policies inside the rehabilitation center. That is really something very unique as compared to the practice before the pandemic. Um, I, I, I believe you will agree with me with that. And then second, I think, would be how the physical therapist developed the behavior maybe two years into the pandemic allowed them to develop those behavior like hand washing and changing of PPEs, changing of linens, and being more aware of 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 the situation. And I am hoping that this behavior, this policies would eventually continue even after the pandemic, because COVID nineteen is not the sole occupational hazard in our industry.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Actually, one other thing is it kind of showed how accommodating some facilities can be towards like their workers, because a lot of the PTs we asked, or a lot of the participants we got the chance to interview, they would say that they got a lot of benefits also from their facilities. Like some of them would provide housing for their employees so that they could, you know, they won't have to travel far. They won't have to risk themselves getting infections from, you know, the commute from, go- from going home, going to work and stuff like that. So they got a the chance to live in a place that's way closer to their workplace so that they could walk instead of having to commute and having to you know be in contact with a lot a lot of people
0: mm-hmm. so the pandemic showed us a different way of how we practice physical therapy in the philippines and showed us that there are things that can be improved and yeah. there are things that could run a different way
1: yes definitely sir. I had an opportunity to observe one center and uh, knowing that I also had an opportunity to be exposed to that center I noticed um, a major difference in terms of how physical therapists handle their patients how they sanitize all, all the areas just to um, ensure that there will be no transmission in the in the workplace mm-hmm. so that's a great um I think um, improvement in terms of our practice. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm trying, when you were talking about like sanitation and infection control, I was trying to remember if <laughs> if I changed linens after patients when I was working in the Philippines, I'm trying to remember those things. If that happened or did I... That never
1: happened.
0: <laughs> or did I just, you know, just wipe things with, you know, with, with um, a disinfectant? I don't remember that.
1: I think Do you really? have no experience. I have no experience honestly <laughs> speaking
0: to you. But it's hard to remember because it, that's something that would stick yeah. with you if, if you'd practiced that before.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, sorry. sorry go, 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 ahead. go ahead, then. Oh, because you know, based on our experience, we just had our internship. Actually, we just graduated. Mm-hmm. So we just ended our internship year. So we got to, you know, we got the chance to work in clinics during mm-hmm. the pandemic, actually. I mean, technically now we're already transitioning from the pandemic to, you know, the new normal, but based on our experience, they're definitely, you know, based on what you said, they're definitely a lot more strict now in terms of these infection controls. Like they really want us to change the linens. They really want us to wipe down the the, little plinths we use and the equipments we use because, you know, right now we're still implementing these policies, even though we're already transitioning, you know, back to normal. Mm -hmm. There's still the chance that, you know, our patients could still get infected and we still want to protect them in those ways.
1: And the other side, those extra tasks may actually add up to the treatment hours or to your preparation time for each patient. But we always have to look back, why are we doing it? Uh, we are doing it because we want ourselves to be protected. We want our patients to be protected. And mostly, we want our families to also be um, protected because we always go home to our families and we don't want any um, hazards we got in the workplace to to also infect our family.
0: Right. And going back to memory lane, now I remember, we <laughs> usually replace linen after the day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And then and, we hang our towels at mm-hmm. the end of the day and reuse it the following day. And that's not the practice today, sir. <laughs> Which was, That has improved a lot. You know, that has looking, looking, back, towels you know,
0: looking back, we should have done that before.
1: Yes. We should have changed
0: linens after every patient. Every
1: patient. We should have soiled the towel, towel right. per patient. in right. the gowns.
0: Right. Oh, my. Well,
1: at and least- back then there were um I think more severe um virus or bacteria in the workplace. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: as we all know, COVID 19 is not just uh it's not this most severe right. virus.
2: Oh yeah, but at least now we're you know we're starting to get better at it.
1: Yes, moving forward. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. At least now
0: we're more aware, we know what to do what's the best practice now and and
2: yeah, you
0: know we can as physical therapists share that with a, with our institution and you mentioned that one of the um uh good thing that happened here is that physical therapists get to be
1: um OSH officers safety, officers, safety yes. officers there are institutions who uh-huh. gave training to the to the physical therapist, since mm-hmm. um, as compared to other uh, members of the healthcare field, of mm-hmm. course, there are lesser risk involved in these. And of course, since majority of the institutions are on an outpatient basis, so people won't be coming in. But what they did was to utilize the manpower of the rehab team and expose them to OSH and then implement. You know, some, some of them um, became safety officers. Some of them were trained to swab. <laughs> Uh-huh. swab patients. So I think that allowed us to explore other aspects of our profession. Mm-hmm. That what else can we do? In uh-huh. um, other countries, also is being practiced by physical therapists. In fact, right. we have the International Federation of Physical Therapists working for occupational health and in ergonomics. And it, it has long been practiced. It's about time to practice in the country, especially mm-hmm. in our field. Hmm.
0: Uh. uh I, I... Another question regarding that: um, What do you think is is a uh, the physical therapist skill that is best suited to be an Osh safety officer?
1: Mm, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Lem, would you like to answer?
2: <laughs> For me, I think being a safety officer, you need you know some of the soft skills also and some of the hard skills, which definitely should include being able to you know know how to lead and being able to know how to show initiative because a lot of the things we noticed from, you know, our participants. Sorry, if I could talk a bit about, you know, our findings in the study, a lot of our participants who got the chance to, you know, volunteer as safety officers or OSH officers. Mm-hmm. They really showed that they could show initiative and they could show the initiative in terms of like researching, in terms of learning more about what else can they do? What else can they implement in their clinics? Mm-hmm. So these things are important because safety officers in each facility should really learn to be proactive. They need to learn how to you know, always be on the move, always learn mm-hmm. how we can keep our employees safe, how we can keep everyone safe, including our patients, and also, of course, the staff. Because a lot of the employees would have to rely on these safety officers because they're the ones who are responsible and they have you know, the obligation to implement these practices and without those practices without those policies you know their health could be at stake also
1: as i think in my in my opinion as a and um. Uh, someone practicing in the OSH field and also a physical therapist, our attention to detail is very important. Um, we PTs are 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 taught on how to really focus and to look for, like for example, our postural assessment. We check what else what ano ba is a patient and all. And our um we were trained to actually screen our patient. But this time let us try to look at the environment. So mm-hmm. We are not just focused on the human being, but on the environment affecting the human being. So yeah. I hope our skill in terms of um investigation, mm-hmm. you know, our critical thinking skills will actually help us see the environment. You know, and that will be very helpful in terms of occupational safety and health. You don't just focus on the on, on your patient or your, yeah. on your client, but you focus also on the environment affecting your patient or your client. So that is yeah. us. Oh, that's good. It,
0: yeah, we since we've already been like exposed to um, the so, <laughs> exposed to physical, as physical therapists, we we, we know the um, the ICF model that that included environmental factors. That's,
1: that's the environment.
0: Yeah, and then that's already embedded in us. It, it's not too far off to you know considering other factors outside of that which mm-hmm. is, as you mentioned, you know, the environment. So, all
1: right. Yeah. So but, in terms of us, a lot of people will think that PTs are just for the ergon- ergonomic hazards because mm-hmm. we are really trained for ergonomic hazards. But aside from ergonomic hazards, biological, chemical, and physical hazards also exist that we can actually uh, actually control mm-hmm. using our own critical thinking skills mm-hmm. as physical therapists.
0: Right. And we can also like a- ask patients, like, do they have molds in their houses? <laughs> and like how would it yeah?
1: Uh, yes, yeah, and they, can they, provide a recommendation, provided that we have our own background and he, he done it. Mm-hmm. Right,
0: right. Okay. So I'm I'm really excited to 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 read about your, your data and, and your findings here once you've published your your research. Uh it's really interesting to, to know what the practices now in in in, in, in physical therapy practice in, in the Philippines in terms of occupational safety and, and health. Having practiced there a long time ago and you know being um comparing how we practice there and in, in another country. So it's really exciting to know what changes happened during those years. At the same time, what changes happened um specifically in COVID-19 during the pandemic. Um, all right, so Aside from providing a groundwork on Osh practices in the Philippines, what else do you think um, uh, would uh, or how this how the study would impact our profession and our practice uh, in the Philippines as a physical therapist?
2: Actually, yeah, so that's a good point you mentioned. You know about contributing to the body of knowledge or the Osh practices in the country because when we did our liter- our literature research as we noticed that there were very limited studies that documented the experiences of Filipinos at that time. And that was already after, you know, a little over a year mm-hmm. since the pandemic started. And there were still very limited researches being done on, you know, the experiences in the pandemic, the experiences of PTs in the pandemic. So we, we also wanted to raise more awareness regarding this concern. Mm-hmm. And in this case, you know, raising awareness, hopefully, what we want to happen is that these researches that, you know, hopefully other researchers would also follow the research we started so that, you know, in the future, all these body of knowledge could be used to, you know, formulate better guidelines in terms of handling infectious diseases, even in the future. So it's not really limited just to the COVID-19, just to the SARS-CoV virus, but this could also be applied to, like, other future diseases that could also be similarly, like, airborne and similar, you know, modes of transmission to mm-hmm. the virus we're facing right now. So I think that's one of the helpful things and one of the, you know, what we really aim for in terms of making this study.
0: Mm-hmm. So you weren't able to see any, like, baseline studies on OSH practices in yeah. the therapy profession? Well, so weird. Not in, not in too, not too.
2: Too. At least at the time when we did our literature search, mm-hmm. but, but I think now. now, yeah, yeah. There might be more studies now.
0: Uh
1: huh.
0: I mean, but, but that's so weird that we physical therapy has been in the Philippines for more than fifty years, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, and and there's there was no study yet on any like baseline or whatever practice that we had. It's so strange. Okay. Yeah, I guess it also
2: reflects like the status of the profession in the country right now. I mean, considering you know, if you also consider like the Other factors such as like the the minimum wage of PTs in the country if you compare it to you know other countries like stuff like that. So it really like shows how much attention is being given to the profession in this country as compared to other countries. Right. Though it may be sad.
1: So I think we have dealt an an, a researcher and an advocate in this this (laughs) 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 discussion.
0: Right. So probably with with them we'll We'll uh, be reading more study on uh, occupational safety and
1: health. <laughs> yes. but well, all birthday.
2: thanks to, <laughs> <That's> all <laughs> thanks to That I got, more, <laughs> you know, I got more aware also about mm-hmm. these things.
1: Well, as a researcher, I think that would be our, our realization, too, that we can also learn from our participants, mm-hmm. that um, we are not just there to actually conduct the study, but actually, actually learn from their, this, from their experiences. As for me, um, aside from the research um, aspect that Lem has mentioned, I also believe that I hope the behavior that was developed by physical therapists, by rehabilitation centers, the policies that were implemented, I hope they can continue. Again, mm-hmm. as mentioned by LEM, um, SARS-CoV-2 is not the sole occupational hazard in mm-hmm. the rehabilitation center. There are a lot. In fact, mus- um in fact, musculoskeletal conditions among physical therapists is the most prevalent work-related disorder for physical therapists. And we are not addressing it despite the fact that we are capable of addressing it. Right. So I think the best way is to go back to occupational safety and health and also protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. We cannot Treat other people. We cannot make other people well without protecting ourselves. Mm-hmm. like right. paano naman tayo? Right. You
0: know? So this question is is beyond the the research now. But what do you think is, you know, are the reason why there is not much of an attention on occupational safety and health in in the physical therapy practice? Is it because in general in the Philippines there's not much attention on that in in the healthcare setting?
1: Well, and and if you will allow me to answer Mm it, I think if we look at it among other members of the healthcare field, Mm -hmm. um, our risk is, if we if we classify it, Mm -hmm. maybe it's low as compared to the other members of the healthcare field, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean that we should be neglected, because Mm -hmm. there are still risk in our workplace. I'm not saying that um we are how what term all that sir. I'm not saying that um physical therapists are neglected in terms of us. But mm-hmm. I think um, what is far more important, that we do ourselves more on self-realization, that we also have to practice it. Sometimes, you know, going back to our research, there are physical therapists that do not follow the policies mm-hmm. despite mm-hmm. being implemented and de- despite the threat. So if there are people who will not um follow mm-hmm. these practices, it will just go on to waste. So we always have to start within ourselves and then eventually it will develop into something bigger.
2: Mm.
0: So you think it's it's should come from the physical therapist influencing the administration in the center or should it be coming from the center going down to the physical therapist?
1: I think it should be a collaboration. Sir. Yeah. It's not just for physical therapist but also for the employer Part mm-hmm. they have their responsibilities. It's mandated by the law. Right. Um, I believe that each employer will do their part because it's mandated by, mm-hmm. uh, by the government. However, as physical therapists, we also have to ask ourselves, what are we doing, are we complying or not?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think collaboration is a good, you know, a good solution and a good word for it because there are also like other factors that could affect their compliance mm-hmm. to OSH practices. Actually, as we found also in the study. You know, aside from just the benefits that they would receive from uh, these OSH practices, that the safety that would, you know, be guaranteed for them, that they won't be infected by the virus, other factors also influence, like, how they comply to these OSH practices. So, this also includes, like, the comfortability, the convenience of these practices. Mm -hmm. So, a lot of them actually also complain, though they know, they show that they know, like, they're aware that wearing of PPEs, for example, Is really for their health and for their safety, as well as for their patients. Mm -hmm. But they also express their, you know, some of their challenges that they experience in wearing these PPEs. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, as we know, being PPEs and really needing our hands, like using our hands in terms of doing manual therapy, it's it becomes very difficult when you're, you know, trying to do that with a lot of layers of clothes on, a lot of layers of protective equipment. Mm -hmm. So a lot of them, you know, with with those challenges, they kind of they kind of stray away a bit from these OSH practices, so there are many things to consider. So I think it's important also to collaborate on these things and for you know the administrative people and the employees, the, the staff, to kind of like make both ends meet to decide on what the best OSH practices and policies they could implement would be. Right. Because
0: this for sure there would be reluctance. There would be resistance. Yeah. And, yeah. Um. Probably, if if the employer would make it more easy, for 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 physical therapists to comply, then then you'll get more compliant employees. Yes, you'll
1: rip the benefits eventually.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then again, on the employer side, you're gonna you're gonna think about cost, and you know. Yes, sourcing. And actually, it
1: will it will really cost. Um, like, for example, you have to protect your workers, you have to give them PPEs, for example, the appropriate PPEs. Mm. But you also have to think of the longer term. Right. Usually, um, occupational diseases and work-related disorders, they actually increase the medical cost of the employee. Mm. They also affect the employee morale so the transition and all um will be greatly affected if if the workers are feel protected and they feel that they are uh, loved by the employer i think they will stay and um if they feel that um there are no threats to their own health and to their family they will stay Mm -hmm. so you just have to weigh in Mm
0: That's another good topic to look into for in the Philippine context. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot of like studies here on, on job satisfaction in relation to you know attrition to um workers compensation and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. that's uh an interesting topic to read about in that's another an topic. Context. Yeah. Okay. So um thank you very much, uh Zaire and Lem. For coming to the podcast and talking about your research, we're going to look forward to reading about your results. This is uh, really an interesting topic to to get to know. So, um, yeah, so for everyone who's interested in reading more about this protocol, you can um, go into the uh, website of the Philippine Journal of Physical Therapy and look at volume two, issue two. Uh, the topic of their research, uh, the title of the research is Occupational Safety and Health Practices Among Physical Therapists in Metro Manila During the COVID-19 Pandemic, a Qualitative Study Protocol. So until next time, stay curious and keep exploring the fascinating world of research with us on Behind Research. See you again, everyone. Thank you.
1: Bye. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Yo. Thank you, Lam. Thank
1: you for having us here.